Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. Oh, hi there, everyone. This episode is the long-awaited seizure story. We're calling it Seize the Day, if you'll pardon the pun. I hope you enjoy it. It's uh, quite a personal, nerve-wracking episode to record. So I really hope you appreciate it. And please show your appreciation through the like button, sharing it, subscribing, rating on Apple Pods. You could say something like, um, wow, Roy's so vulnerable and the charm comes through the screen. Um, Something like that, five stars. (laughs) Share it with your friends and spread the word, the good word of HHT. I must thank my producer, who is also my sister, Meg. I must also thank my other sister, who is the artist of the show, Harriet Sanders. I must also thank Atlas Audio for mastering this episode and creating the bespoke sound of the show. Bring it to life. Really bring it to life. All those transitions. I hope you like the transitions. We've not really heard much about them, but they're smooth. They... They went into the, they went through the wall, they came out the dirty bucket, and we really like them. I hope you like them too. So I think that's it. Please share your love, support us, and enjoy the episode. What's the word when you're war- war- a warning? Trigger warning. Trigger warning, I think. Yeah, should be a trigger warning. The cold open, sort of like, hello and welcome, I don't really like. Okay, we can we can remove That's that. the whole thing, like we stopped doing it, so now it's back, it's like throwing me off. We, we, can, we can get rid of it. We could just start by talking. That's what I thought we would do. You didn't tell me that, though. I so told you that every single time we've recorded. Well, no, because we've had other people. Yeah. What have we started this arguing? <laughs> we started this episode with an argument. Oh no. Hello and welcome back to the show everyone. That's what Meg wants me to say. <laughs> no, I just didn't you hadn't clarified with me you were changing anything. Okay. So that's the last hello and welcome everyone's gonna well, get. No, I'll say it at some point, but the open <laughs> of like I don't know, doesn't really matter, does it? It's just a more <laughs> natural beginning to the show. Anyway, this is episode twenty five, a long awaited solo episode. About my seizure story, quite a nerve-wracking episode to record. Yeah. Slightly apprehensive. Well, it was a... It might not even come out. It will. It might not even come out. So, <laughs> I have the last word, because I'm... Well, I own more of... Go on. I have more shares in the in the corporation. It's a partnership. But I'm 51-49. What? Or 75-25. You're phasing me out. That's, what we're, that's well, what's happening right now. It's not phasing out, really. It's just... It was always like that. (laughs) (laughs) They can literally see more of me, so... Very true. It's an extra 25%. What, the visuals? Yeah, I'm sure you'd agree. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, I think it's important for us to talk about the seizure. Um, It might be nice to air out my dirty laundry. I think think so. It's a warning, and also um, uh, you're not alone to others who have had similar experiences. It's a good point. It's a good point. Uh, Yeah, well, this is why I should... Probably it's call a cautionary back. tale. 
it is a cautionary tale. Yeah. We can make a children's book out of it. I don't or maybe know. an adolescent book. An is adolescent. there any of them? Uh, maybe a young adult book. Slightly like more, um, less cartoony pictures. Really realistic. More the details and more graphic. What, with the noodle soup? <laughs> Which we will get to. Maybe like a comic book, sort of a graphic <laughs> novel, cautionary tale. Uh, um, we will start with housekeepings. What's been going on? Okay. So what's been going on? You tell me, you said it. I did say it. Well, um, we've watched all the James Bonds, except one. Yeah, so we started watching all the James Bonds. I thought I didn't like spy films. Turns out I, I like these ones. Maybe you just like Daniel Craig. Though. Yeah, that is what our mum said. Because I said, I didn't, you're a James Bond fan. And she said, no, I'm a Daniel Craig fan. <laughs> Completely different. Which I think a lot of people are, if we're honest, with those big old blue eyes. Yeah. Is that your stomach? Yeah. We need to eat after this. Yeah, fasted, so... And that all not completely <laughs> fasted. I've eaten an apple and the juice, but oh, juice! Yeah, that's another thing. We've got a juice, a cold pressed juicer. So, Meg, do you want to tell about that? You've been doing it more. I've been doing it more. I, although I think I got juice burnout, which I told you earlier. I've been making juice for family, and uh, <laughs> today we went to Lidl. Shout out Lidl, and we bought a bunch of fruit to juice, which I did. Um, I got uh, orange oil all over my hand. It really hurt. I feel like I'm allergic to orange oil. And then, because mum doesn't like any no, other no, fruit. poison you. <laughs> orange oil. You're just trying to off me. Um, <laughs> I'm completely against you today. Because <laughs> mum doesn't like any other fruit, really. She doesn't like fruit juice. Well, she doesn't like the juices I make, so I put random stuff in it. I thought I'll give her only orange. Really random. So I was I saw juicing. Meg kind of put Lego in it. I was yesterday. juicing a bunch of oranges. And then as I was doing it, I was distracted. Rory decided to put ginger in. Well, no, I didn't put it in. You handed it to me, so I put the ginger in. Promptly forgot I put all that ginger in. And then I gave mum a nice little glass of orange and ginger juice. <laughs> it was too spicy for the old dear. She she can't handle too much of the heat. So. No. I hadn't realised. Good anti-inflammatory for her, though, so... Yeah, we snuck some anti-inflammatories in her, but... We always try and do that. There was a Just prize. Like lentils. <laughs> <laughs> blowing lentils in her ear spiking her with ginger root ginger it was by accident I didn't intend on it but that's what happened so yeah we had juice just now pomegranate all juiced up not the way you think it juiced up with juice <laughs> with fruit juice wholesome stuff no um no steroids no steroids not yet not yet I don't know I don't know what the future holds oh then Mary might be on steroids soon our dog because she's got something wrong with her jaw she's jacked she's gonna get jacked it's so funny because We're the side effects. Into dog UFC. The, <laughs> Mary would demolish Pippin. She was set on. Other she has. Dogs. They had. They've had a fight in August, and uh, she took a chunk out of his face. Super gnarly. Mm. And she's so small, you wouldn't expect it. Is that enough housekeeping? <laughs> I don't think anything else has been going on really. It doesn't matter. What else? No. Well, so the my 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 seizure happened eighteen months ago, around about. Um, it was like April time during lockdown, during lockdown one, I believe. Mm-hmm. The original lockdown. <laughs> the one and only. Um, but before I go into those details, I could I can roughly go over a few different types of seizures. There are epileptic seizures and non-epileptic seizures. So both both of them express as a period of symptoms 
due to abnormal neural activity in the brain. So like overstimulation or yeah. Bright Over- lights. Yeah, Flashing exactly. lights. Yeah. That's that would what be epileptic. The effects vary from uncontrolled shaking movements involving much of the body and also loss of consciousness. And typically they're around two minutes, but they can be they can last longer than five and that is known as status epilepticus. Status epilepticus. Which can be fatal. Oh my god. Yeah, seizures or life threatening. Um, seizures worry me. They're, they're scary. I mean, our first ever experience with a seizure was our grandparents' dog. Cleopatra. Cleopatra. She was a really she overweight... She was a black princess, wasn't yeah, she? Yeah, really overweight Labrador. Black lab. Um, loved her so much. But, yeah, she was... Um, she had epilepsy, which actually rather quite a lot of dogs do because the way they view things... Um, so they, if they watch TV, they don't see it as a moving picture. They see lots of different pictures quite rapidly. Mm. And that can trigger epilepsy for some dogs. And it's the same in humans, I guess, with uh, Flashing. Yeah, I think it's just flashing, flashing anything, if that makes sense. Like flashing images, flashing lights. So to define epilepsy, when there's been at least one seizure and long-term risk of a, few, a further seizure caused by diseases of the brain, that is known as epilepsy collectively, I believe. And they can be provoked or unprovoked. Hazard a guess if mine was provoked or unprovoked. <laughs> Three, bing, bing, two, bing. one. It was provoked. <laughs> Whoever said provoked is the winner. We'll send you a postcard. Provoked seizures due to a temporary event such as low blood sugar, alcohol withdrawal, alcohol abuse alongside prescription medication or other drugs, recreational drugs, low blood sodium, fever, brain infection or concussion. Brain infection. We know someone with a, well, a brain sort of infection. Or We won't go into that now, but... We'll get them to explain it. Yeah. So, and I know I have another friend who is actually epileptic. But yeah, so it doesn't actually affect a lot of people at some point in their life. Mm. Unprovoked seizures occur without a known or fixable cause, such that more seizures are more likely, or ongoing seizures. And they could also be caused by stress or sleep deprivation. A first seizure generally doesn't require any long term treatment with medications like anti-seizure medications unless that's a problem is found on an EEG or another brain imaging device up to 10 percent of people have had have at least one epileptic seizure nearly 80 percent of those with epilepsy live in developing countries I thought that was an interesting stat what's that 80 percent of people with epilepsy live in developing countries really have they done any research as to why or what they think is the correlation? I don't have anything else for you. Or maybe because they're not so used to flashing imagery or um, TV and stuff. Maybe it's not the brain's not as accustomed to it. Like we've slow faded our brains into being used to like, all those flashing imagery. Increased tolerance. Mm, I'd be inoculated to stimulation. I guess I'm a scientist now. I figured it out. Well. <laughs> There's only a hypothesis for now. It's a Me- Meg's hypothesis. So the most common and the stereotypical seizure is convulsive, mm. with around sixty percent of seizures being that. There are different types. Types of actually. I'm coming up to that. I'm coming up to that. I'm now. learning as you're saying it. <laughs> you're also interrupting me, Meg. <laughs> uh, Two thirds of these beginners a focal seizure and then become generalised. One third of these 
begin as generalised. So the remaining 40% of seizures are non-convulsive, which could be an absent seizure, where the EEG would show, or brain imaging would show, epileptic activity, but no symptoms are present, which is kind of crazy. A focal seizure, which I just said, they often begin with an aura, which is an experience that happens obviously before the seizure, where you there's different sensory or visual imagery. It can feel kind of strange, and I've felt this. Yes, you, you can explain I felt from your very quite erratic, and um, you definitely did. I definitely did feel, and I can remember the moments before, so which are pretty interesting. But I'll get into that more. So yeah, it could be psychic, autonomic, um, motor phenomena. So if I just, I'll quickly break that down again. So 60% are convulsive, 40% are non-convulsive, which is absent seizure. And then most of them begin as a focal seizure and then they turn into a generalised seizure. The main types of generalised seizure, so starting with tonic-clonic, which presents with contraction of the limbs, followed by their extension, along with arching of the back, and then the limbs also start to shake in unison. Mm. Tonic produces constant contractions of the muscles, and the person may turn blue if their breathing is impaired. Clonic seizures involve shaking of the limbs in unison, so you can see that tonic and clonic are just put together when there's Mm -hmm. all the symptoms manifest. Myoclonic involves spasms of the muscles in a few areas, few areas all generalized throughout the body absent seizure which is what i mentioned earlier is when there isn't really anything presenting other than blinking or oh that's a slight moving of the head right 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 atonic seizures involve loss of muscle activity for greater than one second so that's all of them really combined i mean when i say combined that's all of them outlined <laughs> so they can last for a few seconds or up up to or more than five minutes. Most chronic tonic seizures last less than two to three minutes. Mm. And that's what I had. It was two to three minutes. And absent seizures last usually 10 seconds in duration. Right. So you just sort of blank out and then come back, blank out and come back. After the active portion of a seizure, when the physical symptoms are presenting, there's a postictal period postictal period before the the regular level of consciousness returns so there can be a lot of confusion usually lasts for three to 15 minutes but can last longer and that would include feeling tired having a headache difficulty speaking or abnormal behavior and that is which you know all about (laughs) interesting sensation Mm. definitely there's a lot of confusion So now that I've wrapped up a little bit of information, basic information on seizures, I'll go through what happened to me. So, or what happened to me, what brought, what occurred. <laughs> what happened, yeah. So I'd just flown back from Bali early March. Um, and I was pretty keen to like regain fitness levels again because um didn't really train a whole lot and I just basically had been traveling. So mm-hmm. obviously let go of a lot of fitness habits and eating habits so and you were a bit poorly in Bali weren't you yeah I had some diarrhea on my flight home (laughs) nice no not on the flight just before I had a I don't know what it was 
I think you drank Maybe. the water, probably. No, I don't think so. I think it was some dodgy chicken I ate. Probably one of the last chicken I ate, actually. One of the last chickens? Yeah. <laughs> and so, yeah, I was staying at this hotel and I was a bit poorly for pretty much a whole day before I flew back. Luckily, I had some... Uh, what was it called? Oh, that drink you had. Picaro Sweat. Yeah. I had a couple litres of it, so I was drinking that to, like, bring back my electrolytes and whatnot. So when I came home, basically my a lot of the time my mindset is to like keep pushing further and further. You are a person of fit. extremes. Yeah, and to like just push for higher performance or sensation as well. And it can be quite an addictive thing where it starts to like push more and more, even without consciously thinking it. You know, you're just seeking another sensation or extreme. So at that time, I was experimenting with various nootropics which are, they can be synthetic or non-synthetic, or natural, sorry. And they basically just increase cognitive function and brain activity, um, recreational drugs and supplements. And so there's already been a trigger warning, but I must warn not to do what I did. So Yes, please, please, please don't. Look after yourself yeah. and not, yeah. Talk to doctors. If you've got any worries, <laughs> if you've got any thoughts or feelings of wanting to do whatever you want, I just so, talked to a doctor. Yeah. Thanks, Meg. So, <laughs> I said thank you. <laughs> but you were obviously angry. Wasn't angry. Um, <laughs> so at that time, this included modafinil, which, well, I'll go through them all separately. Modafinil, nicotine lozenges, kratom, LSD, and caffeine. Modafinil, a lot of you might have heard of this already or used it. It's a medication that was first created to treat sleepiness due to narcolepsy. And now it's commonly used as a synthetic nootropic study and a steady drug. drug. Mm-hmm. Oh, you don't like me today. Time. Yeah, we said it at the same time. <laughs> I first used it when I was at university. It was good to like... Focus. Use it and smash out an essay and whatnot. Or just to focus you and I've used it on and off for since then. Yeah, it's easy to abuse things like that. Well, um, for instance, I got diagnosed with ADHD when I was 17. <laughs> me, 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 me. Um, no, no, basically. So I got given a lot of these drugs. I was given Ritalin and Concerta, um, and I was kind of stockpiling them because uh, I didn't like, exactly love what how it made me feel emotionally. Uh, it stopped me from eating, but I was quite, studying. It made you quite um, snappy. I was very snappy. Um, this is So that Ritalin is amphetamine-based as well? Yeah. Relate, it's almost related, one. similar. Mm. So yeah, I'm not surprised that like suppress your appetite and yeah. But I did the same thing. I stockpiled it. Then I would came off of it when I was 18. But when I went to uni, I had a bunch of it. So if I had a deadline, I would basically just abuse Ritalin, <laughs> <laughs> which is kind of similar to modafinil. Yeah, it is it is. But for but I think that is amphetamine and modafinil is not. What's the difference? Um, for right now I don't have it off the top of my head. I'm gonna find out. But um, uh. Derived from methamphetamine. That's what methylene is. Modafinil, I can't, I don't know. I'll find out because I'm actually very intrigued. You carry on. I'll just interrupt. So, nicotine is the chemical in tobacco, I'm sure you know already, which is widely used recreationally and is highly addictive, so please avoid going near it. It's also neuroprotective and obviously it's a stimulant. I'm, I'm not a smoker, but I bought it to use it and experiment with using it to focus and study and even train with. So there's that. Kratom, 
is a tropical evergreen tree, is from a tropical evergreen tree in Southeast Asia. It's within the coffee family and it is used, it has been used in herbal medicine since at least the 19th century. It has opioid properties and stimulant-like effects, so it's kind of strange that it has both, well, at different doses it can both be, have opioid effects or pain relief and also be a stimulant. So you can see why it kind of is useful to use as a stimulant or to increase productivity or performance, which it did. And some people have taken it for managing chronic pain, for treating opioid withdrawal. Obviously, that makes sense because it has opioid-like effects and isn't an opioid, so you can wean yourself off whilst also using creatine to blunt, sort of give you that similar sort of effect. And also for recreational purposes, which I guess was what I used it for. Yeah. But I would use it for pre, like as a pre-workout to train and whatnot. However, it's obviously not regulated. The efficacy and safety is unclear. Common side effects include appetite loss, which I definitely felt because you could just sort of pop a few of them and just go for mm-hmm. a while doing outdoor work and laborious work and whatnot and training. Erectile dysfunction as well, hair loss and constipation. Can't say I remember them at all. <laughs> I could recall like headaches and feeling hot. Mm-hmm. More severe side effects include respiratory depression, seizure, <laughs> <laughs> addiction and psychosis. Whoa. So clearly it had something to do with the seizure I experienced. And I definitely felt like... You start with a, a low dose or whatever, but quite quickly as the days accumulate, it's like every day and it goes up a little bit. Because in my head, I have to do a little bit more for it to be mm-hmm. a little bit better or effective. So yeah. obviously don't try it. No. Talk it's to a doctor. It's not approved, so don't try no, it. Don't do it. Exactly. Um, but I'm basically saying the dose makes the poison and not everything's bad and it's subject to well, individual. It, that's the thing. What did you find out about Modafinil? Oh, so... Um, Basically, they're very similar, Ritalin and Modafinil, um, both for alertness. Um, however, Modafinil is not a, is not used for ADHD purely because it its long-term effects aren't good for you, essentially, and it really interferes with other, medi- other medications, whereas Ritalin is safer, essentially. So basically... More testing has been done on it, Yeah, very similar, but because it interferes with other medications it's not safe to just go to treat for ADHD because there's too many too many variables I think yeah you're right the dose makes a poison everyone's different so yeah this is why you got to talk to doctors essentially and trial things if anyone wants an interesting podcast on drugs or drug science listen to the this is a a big one uh Dr uh Charles Hart or Mm -hmm. Carl Hart oh I'll figure it out I think it's Carl Hart on Joe Rogan so obviously that's a big, I'm sure maybe some of you have heard it already, but really interesting. He wrote a book called Drug Use for Adults, I think it was. Yeah, I'll put all of it. So yeah, that's an interesting podcast. He is quite pretty fascinating on how he views it and uses it. Being a scientist himself, he's really open and openly says he snorts heroin regularly and regularly. Regularly, <laughs> regularly, and snorts also heroin. meth, and yeah, that's yeah. like um in Pulp Fiction when she snorts heroin. 
So yeah, that's quite interesting. And he says, yeah, the dose does make the poison. None of these are necessarily evil. It's like food, really, so... Yeah, I can't eat peanuts. Yeah, you got to moderate your own consumption of everything, so... Next is LSD, or lysergic acid diethylamide. That's a mouthful. LSD, commonly known as acid as well, which is a psychedelic drug. Its effects usually include intensified thoughts, emotions and sensory perception at higher doses. I'm sure you've heard it can be have hallucinogenic effects as well as auditory hallucinations, so both types. Two of them. <laughs> next on next up is caffeine, which is a central nervous stimulant, is the most widely used psychoactive drug in the world. So its effects reversibly reversibly block the action of adenosine on its receptor, therefore preventing the onset of drowsiness induced by adenosine. So that's why you obviously drink your coffee or however you take your caffeine, you'll stimulate it for a while, and when the caffeine, the caffeine's effect drops off, you get a crash at a certain point where the buildup of adenosine is finally experienced. So oh, I didn't know that. This episode is brought to you by the College of Naturopathic Medicine. As you should know now, I'm an ambassador. I've studied the health coaching course. I have finished the health coaching course. It is a diploma. It was one of the most rewarding, the re- most rewarding course I've ever taken. It sort of helped me change direction, helped me reskill and upskill. Um, there's a bunch of courses to choose from, including nutritional therapist, health coach, vegan chef. So please follow the link, head over and have a look. You will receive £250 off any of those courses. This episode is also brought to you by Viva Life, the best vegan protein and supplement brand in the world. Mark my words. My One of my favourite products they do is the Salted Maca Perform, which is made from fermented proteins, so it's easier to digest. It has a full amino acid profile, it also has turmeric and black pepper in order to bring uh, anti-inflammatory effect. And this flavor in particular, that salted maca, one scoop or maybe a little bit more if you're a big boy or girl, with some blueberries or fruit of your choice, some ice, a little bit of water, and whip it up into a tasty little shake. Follow the link in our bio for Viva Life, please, and use the code HHT10 at checkout for 10% off. And enjoy, please. And now back to the show. So on this fateful day, I ended up taking all of those substances on the same day, <laughs> which I'd never done before and I never usually would do. It was, how I would describe it is sort of just getting carried away and not really thinking much about what I was doing. It was sort of just like a, a flow of whatever, stimulation and whatever. Well, not, not, it seems like you weren't putting your, I don't know, health first. You were just doing the thing. Yeah. Getting carried away. It was, it was sort of a counterintuitive way I was behaving to the way I was thinking, where it was about fitness and improving performance, but health wasn't really... At this point in time, when, it's when you think you're young and you still think you're indestructible and that, yeah, you're not really thinking about the outcomes of something like a drug. So, yeah. And it's the more is more mentality, which is 
it was quite prevalent for me at the time. So, plus we're in a pandemic, so everything yeah. was really weird. Anyway, I think everyone's emotions were um, heightened, and it was just it was a weird time. It was really weird. I remember feeling really weird that day. Anyway. You felt weird before. I felt really weird. I thought I like I was getting hot and cold. I was like on the sofa like Jules, what's happening to me? We are we are twins, aren't we, in a way? Eighteen <laughs> months of the day. <laughs> so yeah, that it's kind of strange when you can feel something that happens and then before it happens. So mm. psychic abilities from Meg, she's a witch. You heard it here Burner. first. <laughs> Burner, she's a witch. <laughs> So that the morning I remember waking up really early and I was in the pursuit of productivity all the time. So. Pursuit productivity. Yeah. I like pursuit that. Pursuit ha- happiness is productivity. I took half a modafinil early in the morning, very early, closely followed by a microdose of LSD. And then later on that morning, I was going out for a run. I probably I think I could see maybe six or seven capsules of Kratom. It was probably around five to six, seven grams of it maybe less because mm. their capsules weren't exactly a gram I don't think and obviously I didn't start at that particular dose I started with one at one point and then very quickly escalated <laughs> it got to the, yeah and you were fasting as well weren't you yeah I would have been fasted and I also consumed by that time I probably it, it consumed like 350 milligrams of caffeine in coffee I can't remember if I did a caffeine pill or something and decided to go out for a run and then um, I head out for the run. I have two one milligram nicotine lozenges in each cheek while I'm running. <laughs> but then the run didn't last long because I immediately hurt my foot. So I really didn't run or like sort of expend that energy, which is probably quite an important point. So I walked home with a little hurty foot. <laughs> oh. uh, it was an unseasonably warm day, wasn't it? It was really warm. It was if a heat wave right. in Yeah, April. it was hot. Really hot, actually. I don't think I would have eaten anything at this point. No, either. you you hadn't. I remember being told after you'd fasted all day. I fasted. I I assume I probably broke my fast in the afternoon around three or four, probably. But yeah, I hadn't eaten much, so I fasted for a while. <laughs> um, and since I couldn't train, I went out to tan for a while, and when I do something, I like to be precise and. <laughs> Um, even with tanning, I want to be precise. So I know how long I was out in the sun for, like the midday sun. So I timed each side. So I'd do my front, my back, and then each side. So it was an hour and a half in total, excluding the time I was out running, which is a long time to be out in the sun. Like it's not recommended by anyone, no. really. No. So I was hydrated, I know that for sure, because I drank eight litres of water that day, around eight. <laughs> well, it was eight. <laughs> I had a two litre jug. This sort of describes, well, this sort of interestingly um, shows you what sort of mindset I was in at the time because I thought more was more, where it's definitely not. So eight litres of water, no one actually needs to drink eight litres of water. I was sort of making sure I was drinking the most amount, which actually there's issues where it could... Flood your brain. Yeah, and also lower your blood sodium count, which is obviously another um, risk of seizure or cause. Um, I'm sure I break my fast in the afternoon, but maybe not with much, or I can't remember this. I don't know. I think it was. I think you broke it with Harry. No, no I didn't think that was the. F- I don't think that was breaking the fast. 
Oh, definitely, yeah. No, 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 I, I no, no, it wasn't. I don't think it was. No. It wasn't. No, it wasn't. Well, I said it wasn't. <laughs> I'm so snappy of <laughs> I'm you. I'm trying to gas I apologise. No, it's okay. I'm used to it. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I've been out in the sun. And then it was on a Thursday because we'd gone out to clap <gasps> for the street. Done the clap for NHS that, you know, they don't need a pay rise. Just a clap, <laughs> Just please. Just clap. That's good. <laughs> so I remember that. And then I was making dinner with Harriet. And that's when I sort of felt the aura where it was, felt very, like, a little bit lightheaded. I, see, I remember, because Harry was saying that you were acting really loopy. Yeah. Like... Um, more than usual. More, more than loop, usual. Something's up. A little, bit, a little bit erratic and strange. I remember her telling me that afterwards. So, yeah, it was, yeah, lightheaded, strange, erratic. I remember I was toasting sesame seeds to make a sesame dressing really quick <laughs> so i was blending them up and then we made a miso broth and then noodles on the side in a bowl and then that literally the last memory was me putting a noodle in my mouth and i was also taking a picture at the same time of the meal <laughs> and maybe we'll put the pictures up because it's really strange that i had my phone in my hand and i was taking pictures as i'm apparently falling that's what it looks like because there's yeah. blurry pictures and they're all at the time like eight 30-ish, after the clap, right when I started my seizure. So Mm -hmm. I knew the exact time it happens, which is pretty strange. So yeah, we'll put those pictures up. Pull it up, Jamie. (laughs) And then, yeah, so it's really strange experience coming back to consciousness slowly. I kept, like, the way I deal with things is, like, using humour. So I called it, like, a factory restart. It held the the lock button and the the volume up. Just, Mm. like, completely restarted. It was a terrifying experience for everyone around him. Except for me. <laughs> Except for Rory. When I was coming to, apparently I was... Really confused. Yeah, my dad had a has a tattoo on his arm. And I was like, what's that? And then I apparently was like trying, trying to fight push him. him, trying to fight him. Yeah. And um, at this point in time, you're sort of... You're not in control, in control. And obviously you've had all these involuntary movements, which have, have um, accessed a lot more of the motor neurons than you usually would. So you're contracting for a while using so much force and energy. So, mm-hmm. And then when you're coming to, you're doing the same. So I was like pushing dad. Well, it's so. just sort of the, the reflex of what, what the hell is going on yeah. and trying to, you know, protect yourself. Um, so from the perspective of what Harry and dad and mum have told me was you had just sat down to eat. You were sitting opposite Harriet, weren't you? Yeah. And... Then all of a sudden you start seizing. It was just you and Harry in that room. So she starts screaming to try and get anyone else's attention. And then mum and dad come in. They have to try and get you flat on the floor. But because you had taken a mouthful of your food, they had to pull all of it out. Yeah, they had to pull noodles out. Try not... So, so you couldn't choke on your food. That's what parents are for. <laughs> um, so, yeah, they they were trying to make sure that you weren't going to swallow your tongue and all that because none of us have ever dealt with this before. No. So they had to tr- sort of try and figure it out as they were going because it but was... Yeah, recovery even, position. Even like two two did. minutes of a seizure feels like, feels a lot longer yeah. in the moment. I remember them saying that. So um, yeah, it, w- it was two to three minutes. That's what they usually, that's how long they usually last. Yeah. And then it's, it's really weird trying to gather information when you're still coming back. Mm-hmm. But then as time goes, you can sort of retrieve a bit more and you're like, oh, okay, you remember the family were. But obviously before that point, I don't actually remember when I was 
fighting and whatnot. No, no, but as you're coming back, you remember not knowing a certain piece of information that you're being asked. And then finally it does come back. You're like, oh. mm. And I basically just told them everything that I'd taken and done. Which and then, is good. Yeah, there was paramedics that seemingly arrived immediately. They arrived really quickly. And then I went in an ambulance. So, but yeah, scared everyone shitless, really. Yeah, well, I got a call from Harry. First off, I put my phone away because I was feeling so weird. This, uh, Jules and I were in our flat in Bath. I put my phone away because I was feeling really weird. I was like, I just need to be in the moment and try not to worry about anything else. And I got all these messages from Harry um, that I'd, I had not seen. So she messaged Julian. So he replied being like really funny. And then she called and it was, I thought um, one of the dogs had died. <laughs> from like the, the intensity of Harriet's voice on the phone, I was like, "Oh God, it's Mary, isn't it?" Because <laughs> Mary is the one who always has the problems. But then she said it was you, and it was the worst feeling ever. Like it was similar to when I was in Leeds and you got hit by that car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Hit and run on your bike. Just in the car. No it one drove did. Right off. It yeah. drove right off. That's it, an interesting story. Yeah. I was driving, uh, driving, cycling back from the gym in the dark. This is back in Surrey as well. And I was driving across, cycling driving. This will be eight, eight years ago. Across a road to sort of like get into the middle where there's a turning point. So I cycled into the middle and a car literally came straight at me. I sort of like turned my wheel. It pushed me back and then I fell off backwards. Mm. It like, was really not that bad. But it's full still, of adrenaline. it still wasn't great. Yeah. Like, the fact that they drove off after knocking a kid over. Yeah. And then, yeah, I even had a tyre mark on my leg. It's yeah. pretty strange. That was and then a nice some lady. some really kind lady drove me home. I was yeah. like, I can cycle. She's like, no, 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 I'll drive you home. <laughs> no, you can't. <laughs> um, and then they tried to see the number plate, but couldn't get it. So. No, because there was some CCTV. I'm still out there. I'll find you one day. <laughs> <laughs> um, and yes, yeah, so obviously it was pretty scary for everyone. And then I had to, after that, standard procedures to give back your license to the DVLA for six months, which ended up being, I mean, I got my license back recently, everyone knows, mm. because drugs were involved, I had to pass a urine test. <laughs> the first time I did the urine test, I was still in that habit of drinking too much water, so it was too dilute. <laughs> and, I remember getting that letter. And I got that letter back three months later, so yeah, that's why the, the time has extended so much. I did the test again, and apparently it wasn't sealed properly. Did the test again. Bingo. Got the license back. Bingo bongo. A couple weeks later. But yeah, 17 months in total it was. Around about. And obviously, yeah, give the license back and then go in for the standard MRI on the brain. EEG, which is the electrodes all over your brain. Mm-hmm. All over your head. I got a picture of that as well, if you want it. <laughs> and then more blood tests as well. Um... So it was quite funny on the phone with the neurologist. She was like, why do you drink so much water? And I thought, I, was, I said, I thought I needed more. She said, you need two litres. And I definitely still don't drink two litres. So Two litres a day? Yeah. Around 2.7 or a little bit. Mine's probably about four-ish, depending on the day. Yeah, but you exert a lot of energy, so you sweat it out. Surely that should counter But that's, she was concerned that it would have lowered my blood sodium but apparently it didn't so um they found no no they didn't find anything to put me at further risk of a seizure apart from recreational substance use um blah 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 so essentially what i did was lower my threshold for seizure through the way of 
stimulants, recreational drugs, um, heat stroke was another element of it, and potentially low blood sugar. But yeah, low blood sugar. As Essentially, well. just doing everything. It was a combination of, of things. So that's the story, really. Mm. Um, and that is sort of one of the like pivotal moments where it sort of it didn't in any way affect me in a negative way to be honest and like I said I used humor a lot to sort of joke about things Mm -hmm. and cope with them but I used it as um a positive lesson that I was kind of lucky and if it didn't happen then I would still be continuing with quite dangerous habits so took it in that way I gave up caffeine didn't drink caffeine for uh didn't drink didn't take any caffeine for about a month um generally made a lot of changes i became actually went plant-based about a month later or two months it was was after that yeah it was a couple months after that Mm. um that's what led me into health coaching as well so a lot of interesting things happened after that yeah so it was the first i'm only only ever grateful for what happened so I'd take it only as a good thing. And I think that's what these things should be seen as, as long as they're not too... Well, as long as you take it on board and you see it as, right, what I was doing wasn't being aware of what my body can take. I was, you know, being kind of mindless. It was reckless. Reckless in what I was doing. You were taking stuff for the sake of it too much combined it's pretty mental mm. doing all that. So after that, it's reevaluate. It I, it made you more interested in nutrition and what should be going into your body. You know, before that, you sort of were just doing wh- whatever. But off from from that lesson, so to speak, it's actually prompted you to care more about how the how the body works, what what goes in, <laughs> what should go, in, what shouldn't yeah. go in. So yeah, you're right, Meg. It sent me on like a journey of discovery and wanting to learn more about health in particular and that was there before but even since then it's sort of accelerated mm-hmm. and obviously what I've chosen to do now so yeah really grateful for it to happen to be honest so otherwise we wouldn't be here today so the we podcast wouldn't. wouldn't be here without it I don't think it, it definitely wouldn't I don't think <laughs> don't think so um have you got anything to add about this uh I think I think it's easy to assume that you're uh, indestructible, most people, and you've always had that. What you, Rory, have always been sort of indestructible. And the fact that that happened, I think, makes you more careful about life or like your own life and taking it more seriously. You're not mm. doing things for the sake of it, you're actually putting thought into it and taking care of yourself, which, you know, is a hard thing to do. You know, it's a hard thing to take seriously because True. we we always use comedy. We're not really always too vulnerable, but actually, by that having by that having happened, it's forced all of us to actually go right. Let's be careful with ourselves, yeah. and um, you know, if if you're feeling overwhelmed, you know, there are other ways to deal with stuff rather than just taking random stuff. Yeah, and what it, what it did was send me from one extreme to the other for a while, where I was quite risk averse yeah i didn't drink alcohol throughout any of the lockdowns to be honest and like wasn't really interested in it didn't think it would serve me anyway and then that occurred and then yeah it sent me so far one way where it was not really not really um 
a place where much growth happens mm. almost or at least it was just too extreme to be actually enjoying life very much it's trying or, to not that i wasn't ground. enjoying it but looking back like avoiding a lot of stuff or well also the family were all like mum and dad were also scared so they were like please don't do the thing don't do this don't do that don't do that and it would get in your head and you'd be like oh well you know guess i can't do anything can't now. do anything <laughs> Which is true, because when you wanted to do your seven-day fast, mum was very scared for you, because she was scared that fasting again would cause another seizure, which mm. it didn't. So yeah, if I would lend anyone advice from this, is um, try to be mindful of what you're actually putting in your body. Take note of the sensations and the feelings you might be feeling. Um, don't take risks with something that isn't regulated or mm-hmm. hasn't been researched so that's what i'd probably wrap up with to be honest i think so uh take things seriously yeah no one's indestructible everyone has their weak point for instance that was your threshold for other people it's other things just don't do things to the extreme for the sake of it no and if something does happen take it as a lesson learn from it be grateful for it don't let it defeat you yeah don't let it don't spin it into a negative or let it turn into a negative. So yeah. Yeah. <laughs> that's all that's all on that. <laughs> if Thanks anyone's everyone. got if anyone's got any questions, feel free to send them over because uh, you know, we might not have touched on things that you find interesting yeah, to do with please the subject. Send over anything that we might have missed or, or got wrong or something you'd like to add. We're never wrong. And yeah, if you want to <laughs> open a discourse DM and we can chat about Mm-hmm. these things I think it's good that you've t- you've spoken about this it's not easy no to say oh I did all this stuff and this is what happened but I think people aren't open enough about mistakes like this because mm. it can be a bit uncomfortable to talk about I think it's good that you've done it yeah thank you everyone for listening I really appreciate it and we'll see you next time next week next week bye <laughs> bye then <laughs> bye <laughs> Thank you.